Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, we have back with us today one of my favorite people in the whole world, Mr. Andy Hoffman. The last time that Andy was on the show, we got to know a little bit more about him and how he grew up. And today we talked more about his faith and how it shaped his worldview. We talked about how he believes that social media is shaping society for the worst, We also talked about marriage, relationships, and sex. You know, all the normal things that we all like to do. Things got pretty personal and deep. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I trust that you will too. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us Andy Hoffman. Andy, how you doing? I am doing very fine. Thank you, Matt. You're very welcome. Uh, If you missed Andy's first episode, I believe it was number five, we talked a little bit about how Andy grew up, kind of get to know Andy time, and I I really enjoyed myself. Because, I mean, I kind of said this in the show notes of the intro, I forget which one exactly, is normally when you and I hang out, it's typically in a group of people. So I got yes. to kind of ask you a bunch of questions and just kind of hang out one-on-one where we normally don't get to. So I greatly appreciated that. But I think we got to kind of get a good feel for kind of who you are and what you stand for. 
And I know at the end of the episode, we were talking about religion. And I I don't think we're quite ready to do a full (laughs) episode all about religion because I'm certainly not prepared to do that. (laughs) Are we ever, though? (laughs) No, not really. Yeah. Because I don't quite know enough about it. But I definitely wanted to get into some of uh, your faith and kind of how you got started with that. I know that you said that you went to like a uh, Christian school growing up. Right? Yeah, um, was, was that like from the very beginning, or? Yep, it was from from the very beginning. Um, I guess you could say I was, uh, I, I think, indoctrinated. I don't know if you want to use that <laughs> word. Um, a lot of people. Yeah, a that, lot. Yeah. A lot of people would use that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, kindergarten. Actually, I went to a place called Evangel Temple, which is out. Um, Right off of Route Eight, by the uh, ju- right, right next to the juvenile detention home, if you're uh, going down by Talmadge Avenue, and uh, so I was there. So it's basically, you know, from as early as I can remember, I was doing Christmas pageants um, and things like that. You know, starting in kindergarten, and then from there, carrying, you know, into a, I went to a uh, elementary school, um, Chapel Hill Christian, first through sixth grade, and then from there went right to um, uh, I don't know if I can't remember if we talked about my high school on last episode, but I'm not sure if we did or yeah, not. Yeah, uh, CVCA, which was a, uh, a Christian high school. Okay, so all the way through, so, yeah, we're talking high school, kindergarten all so the way K through, through 12. Yep, wow, uh, I got the full business. So, um, you could, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've, it's, 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 is as much a part of me as uh, you know my own arms and legs, basically. Now, how does like a like a Christian school differ from like a regular public school? Um, I think you know generally, and this isn't obviously. I never went to a public school, so I can't do a uh, you know a personal comparison. But well, you, you've you also know, talked to oh, yeah, people. I've, I've had a plenty that. of, and you know, my I have kids that go to go to uh, public schools right now. So you know, I, I, it's not like I'm completely unaware. Um, you know. But I would say that generally, um, the curriculum, if you're talking curriculum, it tends to be more towards, you know, uh, college prep and stuff like that, stuff like that, especially my high school. Um, it was, you know, starting from seventh grade, it was always, um, you know, I always seemed to be farther along than, you know, some of my friends I had in my neighborhood that, you know, that were same grade public school. So I think, you know, the curriculum was always more challenging um, but, um, you know, other than that, obviously you've got the difference of, well, once a week, I believe it was on Thursdays, we had a chapel, okay. which was, was that just like a couple hours in the morning, uh, it, like it a was, Sunday school? It was, uh, no, it was, it was like an hour and basically, um, you know, the entire school it wasn't a big school. It was probably, you know, um, I think my graduating class had like maybe 60 people in it. So it wasn't a big school, but we would gather in the, you know, in the auditorium, and, um, it, you know, it was, it was kind of like a church, but not really because, you know, all the messages were directed right at, you know, as, you know, to us as students. And we had, you know, we would have spiritual emphasis weeks where we would have chapel every day of the week and, you know, just focus on growing our faith and stuff like that. So we had, you know, chapel once a week. And then we also had incorporated into our curriculum um, was a, a Bible-oriented class. Okay. And, it you know, it would always differ depending on, on the age, you, you know, the group, uh, I'm sorry, you know, the, uh, the the grade you were in. So, you know. So was that kind of like its own subject, like yeah, math or absolutely. science? Yeah, okay. yep. It was part of your GPA. So it's safe yep. to say you've got more education when it comes to the Bible than most people do. I I've, I have, cannot recall too many times I've ever been 
anywhere or at a church or anything where I've been taught something that I haven't already heard or um, that I haven't studied myself. So, um, you know, there are obviously exceptions to that. I've had a a few pastors along the way that have, um, you know, made real impact with me. But for the most part, like um, I've, you know, I've led, I've led studies, I've led groups um, and I'm pretty comfortable, you know, with, you know, my knowledge on the, on the subject. Did you ever think about going in and becoming a preacher? No, <laughs> no. Just, it wasn't for you or? It, no. It, you, I mean, you certainly <clears throat> have the background for it. You definitely have the education I, for I, it. I've, I've been part of a leadership at a church. Okay. And I've seen um, the life of a pastor around my age firsthand. And that's not something that I'm built for. Now, why, um, why do you why do you say that? What what about it kind of turns you off? It well, you know, I don't want to say it turned me off. Well, it's, it's it was just, it wasn't for it's, you. It's one of those things. It's, it's where one of those you, things. It's one of those things that it's absolutely for the people who it's yeah, for. It's for very few people, I believe. Yes, um, and that's why there's so few good ones. But it's a it's a thankless job. Um, it's a job that. Uh, you know, it's just seems to be one headache after another. And I was in, you know, I I was in leadership in a church, in that church. And I dealt, a lot, dealt uh, with that a lot. But even with what I dealt with was nothing on the scale that, that he and his family dealt with. And, um, you know, but it, it just being in that environment where, you know, you had the mixture of your faith and growing your faith and leading people in their faith and, but the other, but on the other side of that, you had the business aspect of it, which was right up in your face. You know, the 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 nuts and bolts, kind of like the 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 under the underbelly, uh, and it was it got pretty nasty sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, people don't want to really think about it this way, but a it, church is a business. It's just and, and it's it, and it has to take in enough funds yeah. to keep the doors open. And it's it's run at the end of the day, it's run by people. And when people are involved with anything, we will find a way to to uh you know fuck it up <laughs> that's and, what humans do best <laughs> and that's you know we we definitely found every way we possibly could to you know to 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 fuck with, to fuck it up and um you know obviously you know it wasn't through, you know obviously we gave a lot of it our best effort in the end it wasn't you know it didn't end up working out but um uh you know that's just one of those one of those jobs that you know if you're called for it if you're called to do it um, you know, I think that it, it takes a special person to, to be called to do it and to, to be able to do it successfully because I haven't met very many, uh, I've met a lot of pastors. I haven't met a lot of great ones. Um, <laughs> but that could be said about anything. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, was it, I think it's, it's not Sturgeon's law. It was like 80% of everything is crap or 90% yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, th- think of uh videos on YouTube. Oh, you, you go on to YouTube, which is the predominant, you know, video. I mean. I forget how many videos they say that are watched you know, every day or in millions and millions of videos. It's ridiculous. Millions, yeah. I mean, everybody uses YouTube. It's it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And how many of those on there are actually good to watch? Um, it's a very small percentage. It's, it's, a very yep. small percentage. Yeah. You're looking for a, a grain of sand in a, in a sandbox, basically. Yeah, but, but that's the same as anywhere. So yeah. if you're talking about pastors, it's, it's no surprise that yeah. a bunch of them are bad because and, that's just and, how and that I say, goes. And when I say bad, I'm, I'm not judging these, these, these guys on, no, their, on their faith. I'm no. not saying that they're not – I'm not saying their faith is bad. I'm just saying that you know, the ability to pastor people by definition um, is 
a gift that's very that's a few tough, and far between. So because um, you're you are put in a place of leadership, <clears throat> yeah. and most people suck at leadership. Some and, some people are good managers, and yeah. at school they will teach you to be a good manager, but they sure as shit don't teach you how to lead. And it's it's so rough when it's like I said when it's intertwined, you know, when the when the business is growing your faith, and you've got this other side that almost just kind of wants to choke it out and choke all the joy out of it, and it's you've almost got these two forces working against each other, and it it can be exhausting. I mean, once I got out of that. First thing I said to myself was, I will never, never again will I participate in church leadership because my, fa- you that bad. my my joy was so, you know, it robbed me of my joy so much at the end watching not only the, the church that I was a part of, um, di- you know, disassemble, but, you know, watching friendships and stuff like that splinter. And it was just kind of, I finally, I just said to myself, man, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And even now where I, I still, I feel myself being called back into it to an extent, I mean, I'm fighting it tooth and nail. I don't, I'm just kind of like saying to myself, come on, God, not, you're not, this is not what you're telling me to do because you know, I don't want to do it. And you know, maybe so that's why I, you're supposed to do it. I'm going to need, I'm going to need more convincing, you know, <laughs> like I need to see, you know, some blood fall from the sky or something, but because, uh, it's just, I'm still in recovery mode from that. And that was years ago. So, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, to sum to sum all that up, yeah, it's been a it's it's been a part of my life for as long as I can. My memory goes back. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. How do you think that shaped your worldview? Well, I mean, it's 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 weird because you know I feel like if if you if you don't come at it from a, a, a perspective that I have, then you know a lot of this is gonna you know could sound like lunacy, uh, and you know that's Trust me, I'm aware of anything, you know, I'm aware of all the things that could possibly be thought of people that think the way I do. I mean, I've, I've heard it all. I've said them to, I said it to myself more times than anyone else could ever say it to me. So I, you know, I, I get it, but what I'm just going to, so you have to understand, you know, what I'm going to, what I talk about, um, it's really only relatable if, you know, to somebody who feels equally, um, but I also believe there's a lot of stuff, though, that, that transcends um, a God, if you worship a God or not, you know, just as far as general human uh, decency and principles and Are you talking ethics and stuff like that. Like, like what? Well, I guess, what, what do you mean by that? By transcends a God? Well, I believe, like, there are things, I, there are things that, that, that all humans, you know, for the most part, have in common, regardless of if they believe in any particular God or no God at all. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that code of, you know, that kind of moral and ethical code that just two humans will have between each other, regardless of their faith, whether they know what each other's faith is or not. There's, you know, there's, there's principles and there are, you know, there's a code and there are morals and there's a way that we govern ourselves that is, ingrained into us okay well, that's only if you're a decent human being i mean some people are oh, fucking yeah. assholes oh, of course. Of and course. they don't give two shits There's about always, anything yeah, else yeah you've always got you know you've always got the you know the the cancerous yeah cells because I've, I've talked to atheists plenty of time where they're pretty much down with most of the ten commandments oh yeah you know I like mean, saying hey you know don't murder people and don't yeah, covet your neighbor's wife and these kind of things yeah. and, hey these are all things we can get it's behind. all it's all it's yeah that i mean it's all basic human you know decency type of things 
Um, what, what, what do you think gives us that then? So, some people would all say a religion or their God yeah. or what have you. And some atheists say, no, I don't have a God and I still believe yeah. these things. I mean, I believe, you know, I, I think, you know, <clears throat> an atheist a lot of times I've heard will use the argument, well, you know, I do good in the world and I do it because I choose to, not because, you know, God is telling me to. So they'll use that as an argument to, well, that's, to, to give themselves a higher that's, that's ground fine, over but, Christians. And, but, but if people who are religious choose to do it because the God tells them to, that's still their choice yeah, and to I do mean, It's still the same you thing. Know, the end game, yeah, I mean, the, the result is the same. You know, you're trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Um, and, you know, it's not like every time I'm going to hold the door open for somebody, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to hold this door open because that's what Christ would, would demand of me, that I hold this door. You know, that's not the way a, a, a normal person thinks, you know, but I would say, um, you know, overall, um, I, there's a, always a constant feeling, um, you know, with me that, um, you know, the pre- I feel the presence, you know, of God. And I, you know, when I just in my day to day life and so it's kind of like always there. So, um, you know, kind of when I deal with things, you know, when I look at what's going on today, you know, in the country and in the world and just, you know, um, even, you know, just in our communities and stuff like that with, with, um, the drug uses and stuff like that. And it's, it's, I, I come at it from a perspective of, you know, how does this fit into my faith? Why is this happening? Why is this stuff happening? And, uh, you know, does anybody have control over what's going on? What's the end game? Um, you know, my faith governs all that type of, all that type of thinking. Um, you know, and it, it's always, it's, it's something where, you know, I have to, um, rationalize what's going on in the world as well as what I've learned through, all my years of, you know, studying and stuff like that. And, um, it's, it it can be, you know, it can be exhausting. It can be, um, uh, you know, it can, it can be hard. You know, I've, um, it can, you know, sometimes I've struggled with, uh, um, a lot of the, that type of stuff as far as rationalizing what I see going on to what, you know, I've learned about God and the way that he's operating through all this. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a con it, it is, it's, it's a challenge to, um, you know, to, to formulate the, you know, your worldview and, um, try to maintain, you know, a rational, logical perspective on what's going on and also, you know, how it ties into what you believe. Okay. So, when you see things are going on around society, you, you brought up uh, drugs specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's obviously a very bad thing that people are doing drugs and they're overdosing and lots of crazy stuff going Absolutely. on, especially here in Northeast Ohio. There's oh, it's crazy. a heroin epidemic right, right now and lots of people are ODing like crazy. Yep. So how does that fit into what you believe? How does, how does your faith explain that kind of stuff? Well, I understand that you're going to struggle with the same as anybody's going to struggle with it. It's it's a it's a horrible reality. The fact that people are making bad choices, mm-hmm. you know, and luckily, you know, I believe that they have the freedom to do so. Which which I I argue with a lot of people who are very religious about that. They say, "Oh, God's in control." I'm like, "Well, not really, because He gave us choice." Mm-hmm. And we have the the choice to do what we want, which is what what doomed us because we're all flawed, we're fucked anyway. Yes. 
<laughs> but I mean, how how does how does all these things going on? How do you, how do you explain that with your faith? How, how do... Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, when I look at when you look at stuff like drug use, and I would I would put you know a lot of self serving type of action under that, but you know, especially when you when you're talking about the topic of drug use, it's um it's it's an escape i mean it's it fills a void i I believe that all people have an a void inside of them i mean and they will fill it fill it with uh whatever they can i mean i've seen people fill it with uh shit i've seen people fill it with crossfit i've seen people i mean i i I didn't you know they call it a cult which is stupid but you know kind of funny but in a way like i've seen people i feel you know these people that fill themselves with the void of uh, you know, with that void. Oh, people do it with anything. Yeah, they'll, they'll but, do it with oh, food. They'll do it with religion. Course. Yeah, they'll do it with exercise. Games, yeah, they'll, they'll do it uh, with absolutely anything. Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, that's that's what I tie. You know, I I I feel like that the, this drug use is first of all, I feel like people feel helpless right now. I yeah, think I think there's a lot of feeling, times are pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I think there's not a lot of hope right now for people to be able to change the circumstance they're in right now i mean of course it's possible i mean but it's it's difficult i, I think that's right pretty now. common for people to feel that way about any any time in life i mean yeah you hear people talking about all the time and oh things are so bad and things are tough and like well let, let's think about this i mean not really i mean we have it pretty easy yeah. especially us being born here in north america yeah and we've got a pretty we, much a we free have country. it we yeah. have it too easy matt and that's it's the thing is we have so much distraction and we have so much uh just ability to to disengage from real life and society and uh you know things like that yeah, but who's really plugged into real life anymore? I mean, most people are addicted to their fucking phones. Yeah, dude. They, they can't have a conversation with people. Look, and I'm I'm not and I'm going to I'm not going to throw uh stones here because I am in a glass house when we come to this topic because <laughs> I do have an issue with my phone uh namely Twitter which is the, the, the bane of my existence, but um, I, I see it, you know, my kids and it's like, it, I, it just the, the trend, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like, like for like in the next 20 to 30 years. I just can't, I can't imagine it. Uh, it just, I, it, I don't, what, I, I don't, what, what I, I'm trying, imagine? I'm trying not to sound like a, like a cratchety old, you know, no, no, let it go, man. But let it go. When, I, when I'm talking about kids, you know, you're talking about kids these days. You know, there's damn kids, and it's, that's it's not the kids. I see it more with the parents, dude. Well, the people, dude. Oh, 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 you know, my line of work. I have seen, dude. You, sometimes I can't believe you don't need a license to be a parent. I know of, of somebody who's who who leans libertarian like myself. I, you know, I can't believe I'm saying something like that. But man, like, you know, like. You would some think, of these you would think there would at least be an IQ test. Some of these people having kids, man. Like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, it, it's it's like they're doing it because it's like it's almost like what you do once you graduate high school. I'm going to go to college or I'm going to have a baby. It's well, unfortunately the dumb people usually outfuck the smart people because <sighs> the smart people tend to wait yeah. until they're responsibly able to have that child and take care of them and be there for them and nurture them and do these kind of things whereas i hate to say it but some of the dumb people out there are like fuck it we'll just have some kids like do you not know what causes that you know it's pretty easy to actually get birth control and use a condom it's pretty easy to not have kids this, these days which is like one of the first times in fucking history like yeah when was birth control invented what 30 40 years ago man it's it's a cycle 
of not giving a shit. And these kids grow up, their parents don't give a shit, so they don't give a shit. And they just, you know, they just they just run straight ahead they without caring what's coming up for their future. There's... And did you think it's more of what they were taught growing up is what they've seen? Yeah, or I mean, it's, it's just, just what they choose to just, do. I think it's just being a product of the of their environment, you know. And, and I'm not just talking about I'm not just talking about poor kids. Because oh no, God it's no. The, the, the rich kids, the, you know, the country club kids are dying just as just as much from these drugs. I mean, l- let's be real honest. Suicide, Those guys depression. have a huge ec- epidemic when it comes to drugs. They just have yeah. higher class drugs because yeah, they can afford better things. But most of those guys are fucked up. Yeah. And, and I if mean, they've been given everything, the, the time they get to be an adult, they don't know how to handle life. And Matt, you know, when I look at that and I just, I don't see, I, I feel like, I don't know how you get out of the hole we're digging ourselves in. And that's kind of, and that's kind of like how I fit that. That's where I kind of fit my faith into it is I see like, I don't see how we get out of this as, as in our human beings in our current state. Like, so you, you don't see us maybe right telling now. parents not to put their kids in front of the TV and give them iPads. No, Matt, it's only, only going to get worse. It's like, and I'm not blaming kids today because we're, we raised them. Yeah. It's not the you kids know? Fault. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we're, we, I can't blame the kids. I'm the one who's raising the kids. Yeah, what's their 21, 25. Yeah. And their brains have kind of developed in their actual human but, beings but are and they, adults. How are they going to rate? What are they, how are they going to raise their kids? You know? And, um, and, and so I just don't see humanity coming back from where we're at right now. I, I think maybe we can maintain this like on the edge right now. You know, what's that? The doomsday clock apparently has it like what a second to, to doomsday or something and they, <laughs> from the watchman. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that, so I feel, and this is, you know, prophesized in the Bible as far as the, what's going to happen as far as all the natural disasters and, um, just the basically the splintering of the world and and not not to get too I don't want to get too crazy religious guy on you here but you know when you start talking about things like the end times things like we believe you know as far as antichrist and stuff like that I mean the world is setting itself up on a T right now well, yeah but I, to fulfill won't these... most people especially religious people say the same thing of during their lifetime um yeah oh yeah yeah as far as like like yeah like normal and guess what nothing's fucking happening it's it's we're fine of course and that's people that make predictions based on stuff like that look there are things that need to happen first and those things haven't happened i mean i I know people personally i mean i I grew up going to church and stuff and it just just was not my scene yeah as soon as i was old enough to stay home my parents gave me the option (laughs) fucking yes i'm staying home that that is not my place and i and i know people personally who believe that the rapture you know, the, the, the second coming of Christ and where all the heathens go to hell or whatever else happens. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure you know. <laughs> they believe it's going to happen in their lifetime. Like, yeah. Hold on. Let's talk about this. So this has been a book that's been written, what, over 2,000 years ago? Correct. Granted, the Old Testament spans how how long? What, 15, 20,000 years? I, don't, uh, I, don't know I think exactly. you're going back to like around 4,000 BC. Something like that. Yeah. Been written for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so what makes you think that in your 100 years in this planet, if yeah. you're lucky, it's going to fucking happen in your lifetime? Get yeah. out of uh-huh. here. That's kind of ridiculous. It yeah. hasn't happened in 2,000 years. Like, why would it happen now? Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, there are things that need to happen. You know, it's not just going to happen. Um you know, so anybody that would have any knowledge of the Bible that's going to say, uh, you know, he's going to come back in my lifetime. Well, things better start happening like today then, you know, because 
there's a lot that needs to happen before that's going to go down. Yeah, but this is also assuming that we're fucks and people are horrible and th- and the things are going downhill. And I don't believe that for a second. I believe that people are good. In general, people, no, granted, there are, there are always going to be some sociopaths. Yeah. There's always going to be some assholes that are just out for themselves and don't give a shit like politicians. Yeah. There's always going to be people like that, right? But and like, if, if I leave my car unlocked and I, I forget, I, I'd always like double and triple check. I'm, I'm always retarded. I, I, I forget that I locked it and yeah. I, I will walk back out to my car to make sure it's locked. But nine times out of ten, even if I do forget, no one's going to break into my car and steal my shit. I mean, generally, people are good. Now, there are some crooks out there that are just opportunist and if they see a quick score they'll break your window break in your car and steal your stuff you know there's nothing you can do about that but for the most part people are decent people they're not gonna fucking screw you over yeah um i mean yeah i i think we i think you're correct um you know for the most part um i think that we've learned to treat our neighbor with you know common decency i would call that you know um i would call that common grace basically and that's um you know, kind of God manifest can manifest himself in believer and non-believer, you know, and I believe that's, it's just that, that common grace that allows us to not be savages towards each other. Um, and, um, you know, be able to have a society and to be able to advance our culture and, you know, our technology and we can work together and stuff like that. I mean, that's all, that, that's all there's all that that's all has a purpose yeah yeah i was listening to a podcast a few months ago now about a, a crooked cop essentially in new york city in, in the 70s okay and they talked about how crazy things were new york was a totally different city and all the cops were corrupt and doing drugs and all these crazy things and they go in and bust the drug you know place and skim off the top and take money and then turn them in and you know do kind of crazy shit like that and it's like you don't hear about stuff like that happen anymore mm-hmm. so that that leads me to believe that things are actually getting better yeah i mean if you look at like and then and that, and that kind of um feeds into the you know the gun control topic but if you look at like uh statistics as far as as far as how are human are human beings killing each other as much you know is it or do we live in a safer world now? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We live in by far the safest world that we've ever lived in. It just seems and luckily we, it just seems worse because every time somebody gets murdered, it's on the front page of Twitter or Facebook or you know the twenty four hour you know. So that's it's, because tragedy sells. Yeah, and that's a thing. And that but in the past that stuff wasn't on our face twenty four seven. It still happened, and it happened more. It just wasn't. I mean, could you imagine if World War Two or the or the or the cold or the or the Cuban Missile Crisis were to go down? In the area, in the, I mean, in the uh, era of social media, like it would be, it, it, it would melt the internet down. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it would be hysterical. Um, you don't think and, Hitler would just turn it all off? Yeah, I, it, it, would, it would be insane. So that's why we overreact to everything now because it's in our face so much. Um, so, um, what, what, what <laughs> there was a question there somewhere. There wasn't so much a question. I was just making a statement saying, hey, I, I think times are actually getting better. Oh yeah, I think it's yeah, actually a correct. safer, yeah. easier, better time to live. So that that I think that kind of goes away from all oh, the doom, doomsday is coming. Well, and- I think you have to look at it, you know, kind of more on a um, maybe a micro macro level. Um, I believe, yeah, like inside our communities and stuff like that. Yeah, it is a safer place to live. Um, you what know, we are safer in our communities, but I think when you look at it like at a, from a from a very uh, uh, pulled back perspective as far as 
you know, just the tensions between, you know, just first of all, in the country itself, and then, you know, between country and country across the world. I mean, um, it's, it's not, I, I think they have the pub, I think they have the public right where they want us, basically, as far as we no, no, who's they? What are you talking about? Well, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to get into like any type of like you know new world order or anything like that. You don't you want to get but, black bagged? But I could definitely get into that if you want to get into that. <laughs> but anyway, I believe that the the populist right now is perfectly sedated, exactly how they quote unquote want us right now. We are so you know we are so lost in technology and distraction right now that they've got us right where they want us. We are incredibly distracted and sedated and. All the while, you know, on a on a macro scale, you know, things aren't things aren't good. You know, um, it, I mean, I have to agree with the sedated part. I think people do that to yeah. themselves to try to escape their life because they think things are so horrible. Yep. And it's like people get the fuck over yourselves. Like times are good, things are great. Just well, start I, a let, business, let do this, something Matt, different. You, you have. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right off the bat, and, oh. and for those of you listening out there, if you don't know Matt. Um, then I'll tell you this. And if you know, Matt, you're going to certainly agree. You are one of the most optimistic people and good natured, like, uh, people that I've ever met. Well, thank so, you. I don't so, know if I completely agree with no, you. No, well, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just going to say like, as far as like to hear your optimism, as far as the, the state, that's no surprise to me because you are a very positive person. And that is so, I, that is so uncommon. I mean, one of the I, it, it's so uncommon to uh, to have that type of perspective. And it, I remember at first it kind of like it, it kind of weirded me out a little bit because <laughs> I was like, dude, is this is this is this dude like is 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 he trying to is he put on a show here? Like, like nobody acts nobody nobody acts like that. And then like the every more I hung out with you, I was like, dude, this dude is gen. This dude is like actually a positive guy. Like he, <laughs> it, you know, he. Seems to, uh, you know, enjoy his. He seems to enjoy his life, and uh, so to hear your opinion on, you know, the state of that, it, I'm not surprised at all, and and I'm not going to disagree with you in the sense that, like, um, you know, yes, our interaction with our neighbor within our communities that I, I absolutely believe that we're safer, that we are. Even though I think maybe we're so wrapped up in social media, I also believe that, you know, um, we're a lot more open to, um, you know, meeting people naturally as well. And um, so I I, I definitely think you're on the money there. I just see, I just see society as a whole, though, trending towards um, just almost just a, a humanistic I think we're a little out of our depth right now as far as um, being able to conduct ourselves civilly when it comes to like these these soapboxes that we like to stand on, you know, and a lot of these issues that these hills that people want to die on. I've just seen it probably since or during maybe like during the, like the George W. like uh Al Gore campaign. That's maybe it was just because I started to get older then, and I and I just paid attention more. But it, that's when it's that's when the vitriol seemed to start. And I just think that the way that I've seen it just grow exponentially with each election, with each now it's 
Now it's with every little small seat that happens to change in any given state. You know, if it flips from red to blue or blue to red, you know, everybody loses their mind about it. (laughs) Which is hilarious because they don't realize that they're both on the same team. They're both owned by all the same corporations who fund their campaigns. The thing is, it, it gives these people a cause. It gives them... It gives them something to fill the void. But it's bullshit because you know? it's it's all red team, blue team, us versus That's what them. I'm it's all bullshit. But like we're all fucking humans. We're all people. People use like, people, people want to talk about race and they want to talk about sex and they want to talk about this and people that. People will and take their stance. Like, guess what? We're all the fucking same. Yeah. We're all humans. God damn it. I people will take their stance on social issues, be it abortion, gay marriage, uh, you know, the the transgender bathrooms, gun control. They'll take all those stances and they will compress them into a ball and that's what they use that that's that's what fills their void is all these stances that they have and that then then now they have defined themselves now, now they do, have, do you think that's just because they're not being heard anywhere else in their yeah in their life and, yeah i mean and they can they, they talk about these crazy topics absolutely and, and, and somebody's like oh my i believe you or I mean, oh, no you're fucking when idiot. you're when you're on twitter and you see these people and you see a lot when when, when somebody who says something agrees with you and they get you know thousands of retweets and whatever like that man you 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 feel validated for some like insane reason and then when you see somebody who disagrees with you or you have an opposing view and then they get you know thousands of retweets and you just you get you take it personally like well i gotta get on there and i gotta fire something off because this guy's voice is being heard my voice needs to get heard and it's just it's this cycle of uh just it's it's lunacy it 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 really is whatever happened to the fucking days where you could sit down with somebody who had differing views than you and you could have a civil and i do mean civil yeah conversation calmly Mm -hmm. about your different beliefs you're not trying to change the other person's mind because you never will and what was it the old saying Uh, a person's uh any mind changed against their will is of the same opinion still or so, so, oh, something okay. like that. Yeah. Whereas you could f- try to force them to believe what you believe. But as soon as you do that, they're going to revert right back to where they were because they feel like you duped them. You, you, they, you tricked them. Yeah. And it's, it's like well, whatever happened, you just be able to sit down, calmly talk about things and say, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't believe that personally. But I see why you believe that. I see I – see, you know, what you're thinking there, and I respect you as a human being, I think we've lost a lot of that. And unfortunately, with social media, is you hear people talk about this all the time, like there are zero consequences. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, some people who have posted some stupid things on there have lost jobs. Oh, yeah. They said racist things or things they, they thought were just funny or mm-hmm. quirky or a joke, and people are demanding for their jobs, and oh, they're horrible, we need to get rid of them, and uh, get over yourselves, people. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. Calm down. So I'm saying <laughs> that's not have a who they dialogue. are. It was just a saying they made, a stupid point in their life, or them just trying to be funny, and it obviously wasn't funny. Somebody who says that online, there's no consequences. Whereas if you and I are talking, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you call me fat, which which is inappropriate, <laughs> right? Like I can punch you in the face. You, you could. Know, so, so so you're probably not going to say that unless it's. Hey bud, you've gained some weight. We need to work on that. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we go about it a different way, but yeah. but, uh, but somebody on social you media can punch can, me in the face if I do that too. <laughs> but somebody can just blast you away on yeah. social media because what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to tweet bad about them. I'm going to block them. It, it, it all comes down to, like I said before, it's it gives some somebody it gives them a hill to die on. It gives them a cause, something to stand against or stand for, and. And it it's all boils down to the, that that desire, that instinct to feel significant. Like you, 
you need you you need to feel significant. So you need you feel like you need to participate in in either the you know the the um you know the tearing down of something or the you know putting something up on a pedestal, and you need to feel like you're a part of that. And that's I believe that humans have that instinct for significance. Now, you know I believe you know in my, my, what my faith teaches is that I have all the significance I could ever need because, you know, I was created by God and, you know, that's, um, you know, that's where I find, you know, I don't, I don't have to go search for my significance elsewhere. Now, do I, of course, because well, you're I'm, still human, because I'm a human, I'm an idiot. I forget what I know all the time, um, you know, constantly struggling. So of course I have to remind myself of that, but I always, that's what I have to come back to is that, look, I'm not, I am not, you know, Andrew Hoffman is not just this, I, I am not just this bundle of stances and, you know, opposing viewpoints and, uh, you know, um, viewpoints to, 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 to idolize. That's not, that's not who I am. And I don't want to be that person. And, um, those people kind of, um, you know, those, those people are kind of a turnoff to me and probably to most, probably to most, probably to themselves too, to an extent, because it's like, I think a lot of them have themselves fooled. Yeah. So I think that they think they're probably something more than they really think than they really are. They, well, here's the thing. I think that yeah, I think that they 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 don't. I feel like they're missing. They're missing out on their actual significance. And I it's it's an issue where you know I feel sorry for them to an extent because it's like man, it, how it would be exhausting to have to try to keep up with everything that I need to wake up every morning and okay, who said something stupid that I can be mad at and who said something that <laughs> validates my opinion that I can, you know, rally behind. Like, it just seems like at, at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you, you've kind of missed out on a chance to be yourself and maybe discover or learn something. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> who I, wants to learn something yeah. anymore? Well, you know, I, 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 trust me. And I see the irony. There might be people listening to this that are like probably screaming at the irony of like somebody who grew up in the church telling people to think for themselves. And look, man, I get it. All right. I get it. Put it <laughs> they're driving in their yeah, cars. Like, you know what? Damn it, Andy. Put it in Damn your it. blog. All right. Put it in your blog. Uh, or put it in the comments. All right. I'll take all challengers. But anyway, I get the irony of it. But, um, all I'm saying is that, uh, Social media, I believe, is the enemy of society. I don't think it's and, the and, enemy and, and so much. And ultimately humanity. I don't, think, I don't think it's the enemy so much as the fact that... Dude, the president tweets some of his Instagram. I mean, think about that sentence. Where are we in 10 years from now? I mean... Well, hopefully with not, not a complete fucking retard as, as the president I mean, of the country. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens in the next election because it sounds like the liberals are buckling down on crazy and he's going to run again. So it's like we're screwed either way. It's like, oh, God, here we go again. Uh, dude, <laughs> like I am, Another four years of craziness. Like, how, how about we just I put cannot. someone in there who thinks reasonably, who's somewhere in the middle... Who's not the, super conservative or not super uh, liberal? The, the and thought just... of going through another election in a, in what a couple years now, like, is oh, it gives me it gives me anxiety. Just well, first of all, don't it. let it bother you too much, okay? Because not no, a whole, but I know not a whole myself, lot's going to change. I know my if I if, if I knew what was good. Trust for me, me when I say if you stay away from the news, it's not that. I bad. would get a flip phone. <laughs> If I knew what, if I, if I was smart, how are you going to use the Tweety Birdie that's machine? That's what I'm if, saying. If, if I, I know myself and I'm going to get deep down into the dark recesses of this election and it's going to ruin me. It's going to destroy <laughs> me. And that's, um, I think I've, 
I, I tend to lose one one major friend in my life every presidential election cycle. So I don't know who it's going to be in two years, but hopefully it, it won't be you. No, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I'll still you. love you either way. Yeah, okay. I might make all you an asshole to your face, but I'll still love you. All right, that's a, that's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> so you said something interesting just a little bit ago, where you talk about how somebody gets up in the morning and the first thing they do is jump on social media, which you believe is the bane of our existence. Yes, right? taking us downwards. <laughs> and I, I, which I, believe, I fully participate in. That, that's disclaimer. Right. We, we all do. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing more than a tool. If used properly, it can be great. And if you know, use it improperly, you know, it can obviously ruin your life and a lot of your relationships. But you said that they'll get up and they'll check things. Okay, who said something stupid that I can be mad at? Mm-hmm. Or who do I look at that's going to validate me who thinks like me? Do you think that's a problem? Because I think that's a huge problem right now. There's too many people only associate with people that have the same beliefs that they do. Yeah, I mean, it's – look, it's – it's, it's it, it, the world can be an exhausting place. Just your day to day life can be exhausting. So, people want to have like there there there's that group think because people instinctively want to be in groups. Okay, we that's why that's we, just a tribalism we, in us. Yes, or? that's why we love community. That's why you know we're able to exist among each other. Um, so people want people like to be a part of that group think. And you know, some people would say that religion is group think. I guess it's, you know, anything. I, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, three billion people or whatever, but, um, you know, uh, that's a large group, but I guess, yeah, it would be group think. But, um, but yeah, people want to have, people want to be part of something. They want to, they, they need that connection with all those other people that also feel validated because it puts them in a group, it puts them in a community, even though they've never met these people or they'll never see these people in their life. And they know, and they know that, I mean, they're not, you know, they, they know that, but it, it doesn't change. You get the same response. You get the same euphoria from that feeling of validation. Um, and I mean, man, you can be into anything. You can be into some crazy ass shit, but if you look on the internet, you can find validation for it. You can find people that think like you, that, that like the same you know, nasty ass shit that you do. I mean, this, I'm just, I'm not speaking from experience. Of course, this is all hearsay. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm just re- yeah, reporting what I've heard, but you could always find a group and that's why, you know, and like what we think matters because what we think, and this person thinks, well, what he thinks matters. And I think the same thing. And now, you know, that's, a, it's, you know, it just kind of, it, it it's, it's, it, it becomes like an addiction. Okay. I mean, I can see why people would be drawn to that mm-hmm. instead of just thinking for themselves and having their own thoughts. I mean, why do you and, think and people put up it? all those, you know, on Facebook, to, you know, they'll put up, you know, 13 pictures of themselves a day. And it's because they, you know, they get, look, I call it image crafting. Okay. And that's, I think people, that's what, that's what people do. It's, they use social media for, and I believe a lot of it's image crafting. They they post these stories, these these snippets of their life, these pictures to craft an image of themselves that they want to you know project out there. Yeah, but people. almost almost always they only ever put out what's amazing. Of course, in their life. Oh, look at me! I'm killing the world. Yeah, and things are amazing as I'm doing you know prescription drugs and drinking but, myself but to, they to death get, every night. It's and, it's it's every time you know that like you know that somebody hits that like button on one of those pictures that person you know you get a little rush yeah you get that little rush like yeah somebody it's, it's addicting you know it, even though when you think about it like it doesn't it, it's insane that 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 would make you feel satisfied and yet it does and it's not an accident that it does i mean that's the way we're programmed so 
It's deep, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. You guess. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess to kind of throw a curveball here, change subjects. Sure. Right? You just got recently back from Vegas. I did. Yeah. So now you go out to Vegas, what, a couple times a year normally? Yeah, I've been. Um, yeah, I've, I've been to Vegas. I, I, my first time going out there was in 2008. And um, so about 10 years, yeah, 10 years ago. So and. Yeah, I I honestly can't count the number of times I've, I've been out there. It's it's yeah, probably yeah, definitely probably four or five times a year. And you just go out there and normally you belly up to the craps table, have some fun and oh, go see some shows. Yeah, and- you know, I mean, um it's first time I went I went with my wife. I've gone I've gone there with her a few times, but um you know, man, I'm, this is going to make me sound like a royal piece of shit here. <laughs> but, you know, most of the times when I go, I'll go with my brother and um, just because, you know, we, we kind of like to do the same things out there and stuff like that. Um, not that my wife couldn't go. It's just that, man, I don't like telling this, but yeah, you know, we got a, had the little one at home and, you know, so somebody had to watch him or whatever. Okay. Whatever people. All right. So. Um, That's what happens. You have kids. Yeah. Somebody use that stay home. Anyway. Watching. Yeah. But uh, this time I went, this was a brand new experience for me. I, I took my 16-year-old son, Dylan. Your oldest. Yeah. And so he went out there with me, and we also went out there with my dad and my two half-sisters who were uh, 15 and 17. So, um, yeah, it was uh, – it was. I ha- I'll say this right off the bat. I had an amazing time. Um, it was different because, obviously, him being 16, pretty much, you know, everything was off limits for the most part. It's Sin City. I mean, yeah. You can't do a whole lot when you're underage. But I will say this. I had an amazing time with them. We walked our asses off. We did everything in that city that anybody who's under 21, I think, could do. Um, He had a great time. I loved, you know, I I love, you know, it's awesome because when you, I got, it was almost like me getting to experience again for the first time. Okay. You know, because, man, the first time I went there, man, I was, uh, I was blown away. I, that's what I want to say. I was I, when I got back from that trip. I was so obsessed with getting back there again. Okay. I, I just was trying to calculate any way I could get back there as soon as I possibly could. I mean, it just kind of like infected me. It was that. It, I had that. It was that. It, it had such an impact on me. Anyway, because I mean, I guess I'm easily amused by bright lights and you know, uh, <laughs> sculptures things. and stuff like that. But um, but over the you know obviously over the last ten years, I've seen it all. You know a million times over. So you don't have that, you know, that rut. It's still cool being back there, but you, there's none of that awe anymore. Oh, no, you've seen it before. But taking him out there, getting him to, you know, showing him all the stuff, you know, I, I kind of got some of that back, um, you know, that uh, being able to appreciate how amazing, you know, some of the stuff out there is. So, um, you know, I think he had a great time and I had a great time and, um I will say, I mean, like, and I was, I was surprised. I was, I was nervous before the trip because I'm just thinking about what are we going to do out there? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with this kid out there? Like, he's going to hate it. But uh, I just kind of winged it out there, and we had a great time. Very cool. Yeah. You, you didn't get yourself in any trouble, or do maybe some things you probably shouldn't have? Um, no, no, man. We we kept it clean out there. I mean, we kept it clean. Um, you know, went to some good restaurants. Um. You know, um, went downtown for one night and walked around out there, and that you know that blew him away. I mean, yeah, we saw some. He saw some. You know, and I told him before we went, I said, "You're gonna see some stuff out there that, you know, 
I mean, like what? Like I've never been, so I don't. I quite mean, know which you, you know, like about. you you got you know you got the girls out there, you know you got women out there who, like the show, you know the girls on the side of the road, you know taking pictures and stuff, and they're, you know, they're pretty much completely naked except for you know some pasties or whatever, and <laughs> you know, uh, just a lot of stuff like that, you know, and I. Are they are they trying to draw you into casinos? Or oh yeah, like just, that, or? yeah, getting just getting pictures, getting out there for tips and stuff like that. You know, street performers basically. By just not having clothes on. Yeah, yeah, and um, sounds I'm sh- like they're very talented, and they're probably very wealthy too. Um, <laughs> but you know, he he laughed about it. You know, he it wasn't awkward at all. I mean, he you know he we he, he laughed about it. It's I, kind it, of a normal thing. Yeah, I mean, you I know, mean, just, sex sells. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about yeah, it. It's not like he's twelve. Nobody years wants to old bring it anything, up. You know? but I mean, they they use it on TV. They use it in commercials. Yeah. They use they use it everywhere. Sex sells. Yeah. And so, I don't see, like, the freaking problem with talking about that. I mean, you should be able to openly talk about sex with your 16-year-old boy. It should be no problem. It shouldn't be awkward. No, Birds and the bees oh, talk. we've talked oh, about it all. We've, yeah, it's, there's, <laughs> we've left no stone unturned. But I'm, I'm a firm believer that the more taboo you make a subject, yeah. the more people want to get into it. Yeah, and I mean, I I uh, I didn't have any trouble uh, breaching the, the the topic with him, you know, when the, when the, right, when the time was right. Um, so I, I, not to say that it wasn't like, uh, almost like an out of body experience, like where I'm like watching myself have these talks and it's like, <laughs> holy shit, I can't believe that you're finally here. You know, you're actually doing this, like how, you know, who would have ever thought basically. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's actually never, it's never been. I think it's never been an awkward topic for us. Nor you know? should it be. It should be a very yeah. natural, normal topic. I mean, now I'm a firm believer that you're sexual experience with a partner or what have you should be between the two of you. Or if you're freaky and you like three, four, five, six, whatever, do your thing. I don't care. As long as, as long as everybody is on board and everybody's good, I'm good. Doesn't matter to me, you know, but I'm, I'm more, I guess of a, of a romantic. Whereas if, if you're going to have the two people and their, their sexual experience is that's between you two. And you never share it with anyone. Like, you don't share it with your guy friends. You don't share it with your girlfriends. You don't talk about any of that shit. Now, I think that you should t- be able to talk about it in general. Okay. Like, like, I think we should be able to talk about, hey, no, no, this is normal. You need to talk about these things. You need to ask questions. You need to have safe words in case things get all kinds of fucking weird. You, know, <laughs> you need to be able to do that. I mean, you're laughing. But you say so. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you should be able to just normally have that conversation and talk about sex, but... You don't want to talk about the specifics of your relationship with someone else because I think that, that that's obviously a, a deep emotional connection between the two of you. Now, for some other people out there that just want to go hook up and just ban, like bang random people, good for you. Light it up. Do your thing. I don't give a shit. But that doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> like the, the idea of yeah. going to a bar, meeting some terrible ra- time. Yeah, meeting some random stranger, you don't know who they are, and then taking them home and fucking the shit out of them, that doesn't seem like fun to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> old school romantic. You over here that laughing is, your ass that off. Is, that's real old school. What's wrong with that, though? I, I mean, dude, I'll, I'll, let me say it again, Matt. <laughs> I, I am not surprised in the least that you have that viewpoint. And it – look, okay, if you're going to ask me, does like doing that for like my life sound cool? No. Uh, but, you know, I've been married for – I'm not going to say that because I don't. I would not. I wouldn't. But I, I would say that like there could be there would be there could be worse things. <laughs> Let's just we'll leave it at that. It could be Again, worse. It could be worse. It's it's a natural, beautiful, wonderful thing that for some reason is horrible. Yeah, is is horribly <laughs> taboo in our society. But 
we can use it to sell fucking anything on TV, and they use it in shows like crazy. Yeah. And these kids see it growing up; it's just normal. Oh yeah, everybody's just having sex with everybody. That's oh, just how I it's know. supposed to be, right? I, I can't, it doesn't then, matter like what you're watching on TV, man. Something no, comes on, and you're just like, what the? It's yeah. ratings, dude. It gets good ratings. You know, now if if you're two young people, or even if you're two old people, I don't give a shit. If you're gonna meet and you both are down, and you want to go have sex, like you go out to your damn car from the, at the bar and just have sex and come back in, find some other part. I don't give a shit. If that's what you want to do. Light it up. That's just that's not for me. <laughs> yeah, that. You know? Yeah, I guess. That, but but again, we yeah. should be able to talk about these things yeah. normally. And I don't understand why it's so fucking taboo that we can't talk about sex. Now, granted, normally I blame religion. <laughs> Because it's an easy thing to do because a lot of religions, especially the Catholic religion, yep. makes it very much a taboo thing. Like, oh, we can't talk about that. You're yeah. only having sex with you know your your married partner and this and that. Now, and people call themselves monogamous, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some people are monogamish now and some people <laughs> just fuck anything that moves. They have open relationships and hey, as long as everybody's down, light it up. But the yeah. problem with that is – is that most people are going to get jealous because the girl's going to get fucked like crazy and the guy's not going to get laid. Now, we, <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember a conversation we had with my buddy. They had this out at deer camp, right? So all the boys are out. They're all drinking Jack Daniels. They're out hunting in the morning, hungover, you know, normal hunting camp. You know, it's basically just a guy's weekend. It's yeah. all it really is. And you shoot at deer and you scare them and they, they run away. But uh, <laughs> they were talking about how – what if humans were kind of like the like deer rut? I don't know if you know much about the rut. Uh, most yeah. most hunting seasons are set up during the rut, where it's like it's one time of the year, it's usually like a week and a half or something like that, where the the deer, the male deer, get super horny and they'll chase after anything that moves. And they'll try to fuck anything they can get their their hooves or hands on or whatever, yeah. whatever it is the deer have. I don't know, but they'll try, they'll fuck anything they can catch. Okay, and the women are just like. I mean, they're they're flaunting it. They're like, "Hey, I, I want some, you know, I want some dick, but I don't, I don't necessarily want to make you just have it right now. I'll make you work for it." They'll <laughs> run around, they'll prance around, do all these kind of things. But it's the the the, the deer at that time of year. Well, they'll run in front of trucks. They'll they'll do anything. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. They are horny. Yeah, they just want some fucking pussy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the, the guys were talking about this, and they were telling me I wasn't there. Obviously, this is a story that I heard. They were saying, well, what if what if guys were like that? Or like humans or married yeah. couples or what have you. So like one week, or even call it a month. So a month, a year, you could just go and fuck whoever you wanted. All bets are off. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, but but then we're going to come back. I'm going to be like um, faithful to my yeah, wife yeah. or my husband or, or whatever. And they said, just, it's just this freedom to say, okay, go get out of your system. Go fuck anything you want. doesn't matter. And then and come back. It's and, kind of like, and the, like the movie The Purge. Kind of where you've I've got the, seen it, so I don't the know. one night where you can murder anybody. Here you, you got one month, we're saying. I mean, it, it, call it a week. Call it a month. I, I don't care. Let's call it a month. Let's well, call it a but month. Here's, here's the problem with that, though. Is what's going to happen is that a woman's going to go to a bar, find some you know somewhat attractive male that they're kind of into, and be like, hey, I think you're kind of cute. I want to fuck you. Let's go. He's going to be like, uh, okay. <laughs> And what's going to happen is the guys are going to go out and try to get laid, and they're not going to be able to. So they're like, this is a really bad idea because they're thinking, yeah, I can go fuck all these hot chicks. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Your wife's going to get tons of dick, and you're not going to get any that month. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and it's going to be really bad. And then you're going to feel really bad about yourself, and you're going you're gonna to keep those kind of negative thoughts. Even though it's fucking your idea, you're going to have that against your wife because she actually got laid. <laughs> You know, and <laughs> it's going to be all kinds of a problem. And I, I think that's how it's going to be with open relationships. 
Because I think eventually that kind of jealousy is going to get in with somebody. Because one of them is going to get fucked. And one of them's not. Whether it's guys, girls, doesn't matter. Whether they swing both ways, yeah. I don't care. That's up to them. But I just I don't see that ending well. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think the whole idea is to be in a loving, committed relationship where you just want each other and things are enough. I mean, obviously, I can I can just, you know, point to like that's obviously I, I believe that's by design, you know, um, the at least maybe not initially. Um, but I think um, in the long run to be with one person, you know, to kind of end up with with one person. I think is kind of like by design, obviously. Well, yeah, but the it, thing is, is it was. I don't think it was designed in religion to be end up with one person. I think it was one partner for life, period. Well, yeah, I mean, like, like obviously, it, whereas divorce now, was divorce was shunned. Obviously, well, it's, you know. it's, not, it's not even that. It's, it's you weren't allowed to have sex before marriage. You weren't allowed to get divorced once you got married. Like you were only allowed to have sex with the person you married, yeah. and you're stuck with them forever, whether they were horrible in bed or. Uh, horrible foot fetish <laughs> or, or you, you, you never know because you don't know because you're going into it blind you don't have a fucking clue yeah whereas now people say oh well no i'm i'm monogamous with with but that means that they're only with the person they're with while they're with them yeah. and then they stop being with that person they go on to somebody else I'm like well that's not really monogamous well now. i mean i believe you you've got to like obviously you've got the you know, you've got to have the search. You, you've got to have like the, you know, you've got to have the process of going through potential, you know, mates and, you know, to select one. Um, but I don't think that you need to have are, sex with everybody that you're dating oh, well, to, no, to figure out if they're no, good for you or not. Look, I mean, I, I don't know how things are now, but I mean, if I'm going by the way that TVs and movies portray it, looks like first date typically seems to be okay to kind of from what i understand it's about date number three yeah because I mean, if you do it on the first date even though a lot of people want yeah. to because they're horny and there's nothing wrong with that people being horny is a natural normal thing and that's the thing i just don't i think people just for the most part i just think it becomes i think after maybe a little bit it just probably becomes like where it's not that big of a deal you know, I can't really. Well, what, what do you mean? What's what's not that big of a deal? Like to to to, to go fuck somebody on like a first, second, or third what's date. What's not? Like, as, as long as everybody's on. Yeah. Like everybody's all in. Everybody understands what's going on. Whereas, unfortunately, one of the two is probably going to get very emotionally attached. Yeah, and that's and kind that's of, gonna become an issue. Yeah, and, like and, if you if you two are just fucking it out because you're both horny and you like each other and things are fine, and let's say your relationship lasts three days. Let's say literally it lasts three days. You yeah. have crazy sex for three days and you're like, okay, that was fun. Cool. Deuces. I'm out. I'll never see you again. As long as both of you are down with that, that's fine. But yeah. if one of you isn't, then what happens is one of them kind of becomes a stalker. <laughs> Guy yep. or girl happens on both sides. Well, I mean, and that's that's kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give, obviously, I'm not going to give any type of, uh, you know, abstinence speech because, you know, I mean, my I had my first son before I was married. Um, but I will say that I, I do believe that, yeah, when you, when you, when you fuck around with, with sex, I think you get yourself into some, you know, you get yourself into some problems and I'm not even just talking like, you know, physically disease wise, but, um, you know, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I would definitely have to think there's gotta be some scar tissue that would be left after you know it's i mean it's i believe it's it's meant to be a deep emotional connection and if and if you go into it lightly yeah you can really hurt yourself that, that, that that's kind of like what kind of i wouldn't understand is you know if you basically you know you have yourself 30 partners and then you get married i'm not saying that it, it i'm not telling you that it can't be special because obviously i'm not you but i just personally i don't see how 
you it would be at it could be special you know to find you know to marry somebody but come being having come off you know 30 partners in the last couple you know few years um you i you'd have to convince me that that wouldn't you know that wouldn't ruin or hamper the experience a little bit well i mean i think that's where you could see a lot of people why they they'll, they'll be with lots of different partners and then they'll they'll get married and and they'll be married for a little bit and then they kind of get bored and then guess what happens is they start you know fooling around with somebody else or maybe they're a little neglected at home or Mm -hmm. a a lot of times i hate to say it both men and women are guilty of this is they'll get married and then oh they stop going to the gym they stop taking care of themselves and yeah the wins wins a uh a a pretty good point where you almost guarantee somebody is either getting a divorce or just got a divorce like when you're into the marriage it's it's a telltale sign Hitting the gym. Yeah, one of them gets in shape. It's like, yeah. oh shit. Well, I gotta get me a man, or yeah. oh, I gotta lose some weight because I'll be out in the dating scene again. So I gotta get rid of this beer gut that I've gotten from sitting on my ass on the couch yeah. for the last ten years. And you see it all the time. And it's like, okay, people, how about you just, you know, appreciate your spouse and take care of yourself while you're married, and try to be, you know, I don't know, there for them. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe things won't be so bad. You just, I mean, you know, it's easy to kind of get in a, um, I don't want to say a rut. But maybe a rut slash groove because, you know, when you're married and you know you you, you know you work and whatever, the days kind of, you know they start to bleed together a yeah. little bit you know they, they, and they then do. you know time seems to pass quickly because yeah, one I mean, day feels like the next. So you know when you get into a, a habit of being unhealthy, sometimes like a lot of time can go by before you actually realize it because it's because you know your your every you know your every day is so similar. And it it just kind of like time kind of melts together a little bit, so yeah, I mean it 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 can I can definitely see how you know marriage can it definitely contribute to um, complacency, I guess. Yeah, but it it doesn't mean that that's okay and that that should be allowed. I mean, well, there there should be good communication no, yeah. between the two partners. Look, I mean, yeah, I would feel like this. Like it, it, I feel I would feel like if I started putting on a shitload of weight and like my wife became unattracted to me. I would, you know, I would want her to tell me, you know, you know now, hopefully before it gets too yeah, bad. Now, Let's be would real she honest or would I tell her if the, if the shoe was on the other foot? I don't know. I mean, y- 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 I think, you know, I, I think, you know, it's probably the right thing to do. But, you know, it's I think like, unfortunately, people's egos are so fragile anymore. You have to be careful how you bring those things up. Yeah, because you can't just say, hey, babe. You're getting a little chunky here, and it's not so good in bed, so we need to lose some weight. You can't come out and say that. Now, a better question might be like, hey, babe, uh, notice things are changing here a little bit. Is everything okay? Are you feeling all right? See, now, because it's most likely an emotional. Some people are going to say that if you say anything at all, you're in the I mean, they. I, I understand why yeah. they're saying that way. That's because they have fragile minds, and they can't take any criticism, and if you're in a relationship with someone where you're supposed to love them unconditionally and be with them forever, that's fucking marriage. Yeah. Okay. That's not like I'm going to be with them until I'm bored with them and I'll go be with somebody else and marry somebody else. I'm granted divorces happen. I've, I've been divorced. I, you know, I was young and dumb and stupid and <laughs> you know, we, we got married way too young. We were bad for each other, but we did it anyway. Yeah. And, it's, and, and we're not together anymore. You know, so I, I've got that, that, to, to fight with so i understand where people are coming from sometimes things just don't work out and i get it 
But you can't just go into a marriage thinking, oh, well, I'll fuck them and be with them for a little while and then I'll get bored and I'll leave and go with somebody else, especially if you have kids. Yeah, well, I would hope not. I mean, it's a horrible thing to do to the kids. Yeah. I mean, marriages, I mean, even though like we were young and dumb and we didn't know any better and it was a good amicable split and it was still one of the worst things I've ever been through in my life. It was so I, horrible. Yeah. And years after, years after, it took me a long time working on myself to kind of get over it. You know, and and hopefully I'm there. Who knows, really? Because I mean, the scars that probably just stay with you forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a horrific experience. And people, unfortunately, nowadays they, they get married two, three, four times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, come on, people. Yeah, like, like, this this can't be healthy. But unfortunately, to be in that kind of committed relationship, you have to be able to talk about these tough subjects, and you have to be able to do it in a way where the other person doesn't get mad. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you have I. If, if I think if you're if 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 you feel like your feelings towards your spouse are being impacted for whatever reason, it doesn't have to be because you know it could be because you know maybe they start drinking too much, maybe they um, you know maybe they um, are um, like emotionally absent, you know, from the marriage. You know, it's got anything like that, anything that you pick up on. Maybe your sex life is bad. You know, you've got to be able to uh enter into that topic and uh with with the hopes of um like you said you know being being gentle yes but also um you know being honest because i it, it, well, if, if the shoe well, was on the other foot the i would of- i would want yeah i would want to have the opportunity to find out if i was doing something that was you know impacting my wife's feelings for me I would I would want that opportunity to find out what it was so I could fix it. Well, yeah, but what's the fucking point of having a conversation if you're not going to be honest? I mean, that that's just irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, if you can't be honest about the communication, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. And I'm, most of these things that you're talking about, drinking, lack of sex life, like emotional problems, most of the time, those aren't the real issues. The issue's somewhere else. Oh yeah. And so and what's going symptoms, on? Like, yeah. is, is is life stressing you out? Is work stressing mm-hmm. you out? Is are the kids driving you crazy? Which the kids do. <laughs> That's what they're there for. <laughs> That's their job is to test your sanity. <laughs> I mean, but those are the issues you need to be able to talk about because the sex or gaining weight or drinking or anything like that. That's going to be a, a a side product of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to talk about okay, what's up? <laughs> and that's I think probably why most marriages fail is obviously because. The reason I think that happens is people never learn to communicate with the other person because, you know, you can almost go through a relationship with somebody, be texting back and forth nonstop. Well, texting is horrible. That's you know? a horrible way to communicate. It is, it is a great thing for like what we were doing today. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm heading home. I'll be home at this time. Come on over at this time. Yeah. Like, it's great for stuff like that. It is not good for communicating. You need to talk to somebody. Now, worst case scenario, you can at least talk to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. So you can at least hear voice inflections. You can hear emotions. You can hear if someone's mad or not. You cannot communicate mostly through text. Yeah, and I and I feel like if you're not, if and what, yeah, because what, what you can't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get to know somebody emotionally through text or going out, um, you know, for a few months. Yeah, or going out to the bar or something like that. Like you've got to like, I think people just aren't investing enough in you know, forming that solid foundation before they get married. Huh. They just figured, hey, we've had a, a year and we've had a great year or two years together. You know, we're having a great time. We go out all the time. We do this all the time. We have a blast. Let's, you know, we get married and they get married and they realize they don't know shit about You are the other in person. for a rude awakening because you, know? you have not had these tough conversations. Yeah, and I'm telling you this, man, and you can probably attest to this, but 
and, and I will tell my kids this when they move out someday. I said, I will say, be prepared that if you, whenever you share a residence with somebody, don't plan on maintaining that relationship with them. Because when you live with somebody, you know, like every single one of their worst qualities is magnified by a thousand. Yeah, because it annoys you. And I, I can think of every roommate I've ever had. By the end of the by the end of that relationship, as far as being roommates together, man, there was some tension. And I'm thinking of just about every time there was some, and that's just because that's just how it is. Now, when you're married, that's what you got to learn to work through, you know. But I think it's magnified because a lot of times people don't uh, relationships happen so fast anymore. Yeah, I mean they're, they're together. Maybe they're sleeping together after a couple of weeks of seeing each other. They haven't had time to have they these, met online. You they know, haven't maybe, had time to have know. these long conversations. Oh well, what do you want? What are your goals in life? How are you going to change? Because guess what, we're all going to fucking change. Yeah. So are you going to grow together? That's the idea of marriage. You know, and they, and they just jump right into it. Like you said, maybe after a year of dating and they're going out with their friends and they're having lots of fun and they're in the lovey-dovey stage yeah. and everything's amazing. Oh, my God. He's so perfect. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She's awesome. I get to go hang out with my friends and do all this kind of shit. It's it's amazing. Like, <laughs> well, that's a trap, son. You know, it's like it's just shit doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I just I think that that, that creates a lot of problems because people just jump into this shit. It's like yeah, just you get so into it, like, quickly. You realize, like, man, I do not like you <laughs> all of a sudden like they get married and, fuck. and like guys are excited because now they get to have sex all the time and yeah. they chase you around the house and if they catch you they're gonna yeah. have sex with you that's how guys think that's just the way we are like we, we are horn dogs i'm sorry it's it's just the truth we, we think about it all the time even though we fucking try not to it's it's just built into us that's fucking evolution they're trying to spread our seed and survive as a species whereas now you know obviously life's a lot fucking easier yeah i don't have to go out and hunt for my food i can actually just go to the grocery store and buy something it's, it's no problem you don't have to hunt for a woman either you just get online and <laughs> yeah just type in an address hey who's dtf dtf yeah. <laughs> oh what's dtf for all the kids out there who don't know what it means down to fornicate <laughs> That's the nicest way I've heard that said before. Yeah. Usually it's another just kind of... just came to me too. It's another like, kind of F word. How can I do this and keep it PG? I mean, but, <laughs> fuck the PG stuff. I, I think that a lot of this kind of stuff can be avoided if you just have these kind of tough conversations. But unfortunately, is most people don't know to even have them in the first place or where to start. Well, it's that I think it's that fear of being invalidated to your i mean to your face like it's bad you know you like man you think it's a fear of rejection if i get invalidated online it hurts i can't imagine sitting across from somebody and being invalidated like that seems you know that that would seem unspeakably horrible to to open yourself up to the point where you know you have to look somebody in the eyes while they disagree with you and and you've got to maintain you know your your personhood while that's going on and be able to separate you know their view on this particular issue from the person that you know. And that takes a lot of living life and a lot of practice to be able to do that. And if you're not getting that practice as a kid or even now as a, you know, a young adult, I mean, it's not just going to magically come to you. It's going to get, I mean, I've noticed myself. I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, I'll, I'll much prefer to text and talk on the phone, you know, and sometimes I'll just disengage from my phone from, you know, I'm sure there have been times where you've sent me a message or we've been in a group or whatever and I've just gone days without really responding because sometimes I just have to, you know, I'll I'll observe from, I'll read stuff, I'll observe, but I just don't, I just don't text back or, you know, I won't, and, you know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of shit like from, from a lot of people for that. And it's like, hey man, you got to know it's absolutely nothing personal. You know, whether I text you back has 100% to do with how I'm feeling at the time and 0% on whether or not I want to talk to you or not because... Obviously, if you've got my number, 
you know, and we've texted before, then I'll text you again. I just <laughs> might not want to do it for two days, you know, and that's just, you have to get used to that. But, you know, nevertheless, it could still kind of be shitty. I understand. Well, yeah, but it's hard to explain, man. It's just kind of like an anxiety, you know, it's, I mean, it is of course, but how are we going to get through to people that this is the kind of stuff that they're going to need to do to have a fulfilling life and not have to try to fill the void, so to speak, as you said earlier, yeah. with all this bullshit, whether it be drinking or drugs or exercise or donuts or caffeine or fucking Valium or whatever it is, the like, prescription drugs that people take. I'm not big on the prescription drugs. I mean, people are hopped up on those things like oh, crazy yeah. Yeah. and they pop them like freaking Skittles. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be real honest. And I know a lot of people say, oh, there's this drug problem with the marijuana and crack cocaine and all these kind of things. Like, okay, but you're on a bunch of fucking pills. Yeah, no, no, because a... your doctor prescribes them to yeah. you, you don't need them. doesn't mean that you're any different than dude like fucking doing crack. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to escape your own damn life. Yep. It's like, how are we going to get through to people to just open your eyes and like live life? And, and I, I, just, I hate to say it, but fucking love it, man. Like we are so blessed. To live in the like fucking country we live in. Yeah, man. I mean, you're 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 right, and half of me, one thousand percent, agrees with you. Feels the same way. You know, sometimes I'll just be like, man, like we've got it too good. We've got it too. And then other times, though, there's that other half which is like, man, like judgment is, you know, it's coming. <laughs> you know, like we're we're gonna pay for this. We're gonna pay for what we've done. America's gonna pay. You know, people are gonna pay. So it's kind of weird to have both of those conflict. I think it, it it probably contributes to a lot of like some of the you know um, issues I deal with you know with anxiety and some depression and stuff like that. There's it's 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 it can be mentally exhausting a lot of the times. Yeah, you know those kind of things are. But you know, as you know, if somebody who's like working through these kind of things and trying to get better by themselves, you realize that you're only hurting yourself by letting yourself go down that road, and you have to understand that. You know, there's people that love you, you know, obviously, you know, your close friends, your family, your wife, you know, especially is they're they're all going to be there for you. And if if you can realize what you're going through and you can tell somebody else, hey, I'm really struggling right now. You know, I I need need a hug or I need a pat on the ass or let's go play play some golf or whatever it is. Like, let's let's go. Let's talk about things. Let's work things out because there's no point to be bummed out for days and days and days. Now, do we all get there? Yes, that's normal. Yeah. We all do, but you, you got to re- recognize it, and well, then what, whatever you need. It's like if you ever need anything, day or night, I don't give a shit. You call me, <laughs> I'm I'm here for oh, you. And I know but it too. You, but you, I hate to say it, but your wife needs to be first. You need oh, to let yeah. her know first. Well, in, here's kind of like the, just I think the, the uh, like the ridiculous thing about it, kind of like the um, uh, probably the most frustrating thing about it is when you know like that you have when you have no reason to be upset like and you have every reason to be happy but like you can't get there but you but you know it though like it's not like it's not like you're so detached from the situation that you're like oh everything's hopeless blah 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 like you know like how much how blessed you are um and like how much you have to be thankful for and how how many reasons you have to be happy but so like when you can't get there sometimes no matter what and you can't feel it um, you know, that, it, that it's, it's hard because, um, you just kind of, you really tend to overthink things. You kind of tend to, to want to punish yourself. Um, you know, it's, um, 
it's it can be it can be hard, you know, and I think a lot of it is tied to um you know, me trying to like I said earlier, trying to, you know, kind of justify how I see the world and um also try to find out, you know, try to maintain my eye on the ultimate, you know, my ultimate hope, you know, and um you know, my ultimate, you know, the ultimate goal, the reason I'm here basically. So that that's kind of you know, it's, it is, it, it's, you know, it's a struggle and I, I seriously envy people that don't, you know, that don't have to deal with this um, type of stuff. And obviously I know there are obviously atheists who are, you know, that have, um, you know, issues, you know, me- mentally and stuff like that and struggle with things. But, um, you know, there are definitely times when I envy people that don't have to kind of filter their lives through, you know, like they feel the presence of God because, you know, in a sense, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's almost like a freedom that I'll, that I'll never know. And it's also probably a freedom that they don't ever, they don't really recognize they have because they've never not had it. So it's just kind of like one of those weird things, but, but yeah, there's, there's definitely times where, where, where I'm envious of, you know, of people that don't sometimes I think have the, have the same burdens that I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's a very, oh, no, hum- a very human not. thing. Yeah. And to just admit that is, is. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that that's actually I think a pretty good place to wrap this oh, up. Yeah, we'll gonna, I don't th- have any poop stories though. I was gonna wrap it up on a real nice shit story. Oh damn it. Well nah. let's save that for next time. Right. I'll to, maybe I'll, maybe <laughs> I'll create a new one. So is uh so we're coming into springtime here in uh northeast Ohio. Is there anything you're kinda looking forward to? Well, you know I'm looking forward to getting on the golf course. Okay, playing a little golf. Um Man, I'll, I'll tell you what. Something that I'm looking forward to that you and I've been talking about all winter. As soon as I found out it was coming to oh, Columbus, yep. is Top, top Golf. Golf. I, yes, I saw they have I, a Top Golf in Vegas, which I've only ever driven by. I've never been in it, and it that's got, actually how I heard about it. Got it got the juices flowing. Um, and then I I watched this this video my brother sent me of like these. I guess they did like an MTV thing of these two guys, and they they went to Top Golf, and they like. I guess got like their premium suite. They pay, it's like five thousand bucks an hour. Holy shit! And it's got like a full service bar, bartender in there, and everything. And dude, it looks like an absolute palace. It looks like so much fun because I was listening to a podcast yeah. and two comedians were talking about it. How they said, yeah, they were in Vegas, so they they were killing time between shows because yeah. they were there, you know, performing, and they're not knowing what to do during the day because they can either go gamble and lose track of time or, you know, go find some hookers or do whatever. But I think they were both married. So that's obviously a no go, you know, cause you're supposed to be committed to your wife. Absolutely. Kind of the idea there. But so they went and played top golf. I'm like, what the fuck is top golf? I had to look it up and I didn't know. So I stopped the podcast. I Google it real quick. I check it out. I'm like, well, that looks like fun. So then I go back to it, and listen to them talk about it. They said they don't even play golf. And they thought, oh, we'll just go for an hour and hang out and do something fun. I hear people talk about it all the time. Yeah. No big deal. He said that they played for like three or four hours. Yeah, man. I mean, they, like, it that just, sounds like so much fun. It, 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 I mean, they make it. Um, I could. I mean, yeah, it's, it'd be a perfect place for somebody to experience the game for the first time, you know. And because a lot of people look at golf and they just like, you know, it's an old, it's an old man. It looks sport. very intimidating from the yeah, outside. Yeah, you know, it looks lonely. It looks quiet. You know, but. Um, I, I keep explaining it to people because I've been telling people about it because yeah. I'm so excited about it because I don't really play golf. Yeah. So for me, that would be a lot of fun just to go out and hit some balls and screw oh, yeah. around and hang out and we'll laugh have, and we'll joke. We'll have some fun. We'll have some you know, fun. Drink some beer and have, have a good time. Yeah. And I keep telling people, like, think of it like a bowling alley. 
Uh-huh. But instead of rolling a ball down, you know, an aisle and getting a bunch of gutter balls like I normally do, <laughs> it's like, or it's like you can go out and just hit a golf ball and you're hitting towards targets. And you're gonna, and if you hit them, great. And if not, nobody gives a shit. We're all gonna laugh. Yeah. We're all gonna have yeah. fun. It's, it looks like a freaking blast, and I am super excited. It's supposed to be up and running here in Columbus, Ohio. What I think. I think they said summer. Yeah. So they're thinking maybe fall, but you and I both know how construction works. So I'm yeah. thinking spring of next year. Yeah, we might get lucky this year, but <sighs> damn it. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that because that's going to be a shit ton of fun. And we Absolutely. Could, we could talk about that some other time on the podcast. So yep. Top Golf, if you're listening, sponsor the show. Yes, please. Th- th- throw us some freebies and we'll come check it out and review it. <laughs> yeah. And all of my tens of listeners will check, <laughs> check it out. It'll be, be amazing. Just throw lots of money our, our way. We'll take care of you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I think that's it for this time. So we're going to just hop off here. And Andy, thanks for coming over. This is always a ton of fun. Well, I, I can't wait to do this again. Had a great time. Um, had a great time. Uh, uh, a little less nervous this time, which 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 was good, I think. And uh, already, I'm already uh, you know pre gaming my my next one here. I All right, in my head. So. I, I dig it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Now that was fun. These are the kind of conversations that I love. And I don't understand why some of these topics are so taboo in our culture. I, I love talking about these things, and they're, they're very important parts of our lives. Andy was very transparent with us today, and that's not an easy thing to do, sharing so much of yourself with strangers. And I really appreciate his willingness to be true to himself for all of us. And I know that I can't wait to have him back on the show again in the future. Now, if you guys are still listening, I I can't tell you how much I really appreciate your support with all of this. This has been such a fun journey so far, and I can't wait to see where this goes. And I could use everyone's help right now. Please go out to iTunes and Stitcher, and even Podbean. That's fine. But please give the show a five-star review so we can really get it out there to new listeners. Those reviews are really going to help the show get found by... By, by new people who haven't heard the show yet. So if you guys would do that, I would greatly appreciate it. So we've got some other good episodes coming up here in the future that are going to be pretty controversial and a lot of fun. And we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>